Huimaliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, Eholono Mai, the thought provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian health and wellness. Brought to you this month by Ho'olalea Ohana, March 24th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Waimanalo Hawaiian Homestead Association Halau. Keola Mamo is holding a celebration for expecting families and those with very young children to help them learn how to keep their children safe and healthy. Our hope is to provide families in need with the essential information and safety devices to help them do the most they can to protect their children. Learn about traditional practices from Dr. Manulani Meyer and Ilimaho Lastimosa. Free services include health and vision screening, insurance assistance, exercise advice, la'au lapa'au, lomi lomi, ku'ikalo, and more. For more info, contact Keola Mamo by phone at 808-848-8000. As always, Leo Kupa is hosted by Kamakanui Ahailono Jingao. E kia kua mauna lua la ila luo herei Na uma kua ya kahi na kua ya kahi na alo I kahi kina i komohan Na kupu na mahalo piha E ho mai kaike kaika kamana Keola Mania uko Mania mako, mania kako, amama uanoa, e ho o mana, noe. Kako, aloha, e ho olono mai. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoli Ola. The mission of Hui Maoli Ola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering our people through healing. This Leo Kupa podcast is our way of capturing the stories of empowerment from our kupuna and practitioners in our community. Today we have a special guest and friend joining us today. Aloha kupuna kaipo. Aloha. Yes, kupuna kaipo kanyakua has been a staple in our Hawaiian healing community for many years. And he has been sharing his stories at Ike Kupuna. He is passionate about la'au lapa'au, lomi lomi, palekeiki and spiritually uplifting our community. Kupuna Kaipo has been studying these practices since the age of five. five. How old are you now? Amen. Uh, this is my 75 year. 75. Wonderful. His expertise and experience has allowed him to travel the world sharing his gifts and aloha. Kupuna Kaipo, continue with that intro and share with us your story. Can you share with us your story, Kupuna Kaipo? Tell us a little bit about, about yourself and how this all kind of started out. Well, I was amazed what my tutus and my father were doing with plants. Working on people with plants. Working with pulley to generate the plants to generate the spirit. And I was amazed how all that took place in people and made them, I wouldn't say heal, but cure, yeah? That cured them. Then in the long run, they ended up healing themselves. So that's the way I look at the process of healing. 
fresh your pulley, your belief and trust into the plant, you believe and trust first into the Spirit of God, yeah? And it's like the wonders of, of believing what He can do. And He can do it, I know. I witnessed that for a long, long while. Our children would come inside with Opuhuli, then when you fix them, all of a sudden they're jumping all over your furniture, running around in your, your house, you know. Getting very colloy, acting very colloy with the parents like that. They don't want to stay one place. Amazing. That's what I see. You know. Miracle. Well, you can say it's sort of a miracle. But it's not. Because you can do the miracle, and a child can do the miracle, if we all listen to the Spirit. And that's where the miracle coming into your life. You do the things the way the Spirit wants you to do it. Then you will witness all these miracles of healing, of love, you know, that's the first place you look, love is healing, faith, hope, trust, be trustworthy to oneself, so that's what I see, and I'm amazed of it, take for instance in uh, in the year of 2009, I was called to go to the uh, Queen's Center, Queen's Medical Center, to pray over someone who was inside of the coma area. So the doctor had pulled the cord from them, that means is not on a uh, life-saving machine anymore, and they, they assumed that he was—he died already, you know. But just the nervous system moving around in the body. So I went up, I went there, met the gentleman that called me, went up to the gentleman that had the coma, and there were another witness with me that went with me. You know, the Spirit always tells us, when you go, you go with two people. So one can witness the things that, whatever take place inside that area, yeah, wherever you go. So, I started to commune with the Spirit, and the Spirit told me, you came here to do this thing. I have summoned you to come here. I want you to do what you know what to do. So I just started to pray and go into this ritual of praying constantly. Then the Spirit told me to touch this individual, three places. Yeah. 
and I stopped, ended up the prayer, backed up, and we waited for a moment. We were staring at the individual that was on the bed. All of a sudden, the sheet went down. We sit up. He winks at his friend, smile at me, smile at the, the individual that was with me. He coughed for a while, then he went back to sleep. So his friend thought maybe that was the end of his life. So I look at his friend and I told his friend, <clears throat> Tomorrow morning you might come up here to check him out <coughs> to see if he's prepared to go to, you know, wherever he was going to do a burial or whatever. But come up here and check. And if you come up here and check and he's not here, he's downstairs inside the cafeteria. And the friend looked at me and the friend told me, Really? I don't know, I'm just telling you what the Spirit had just told me. So, the next morning, let's say about maybe 9 o'clock, his friend called me and then told me, I can't find him downstairs in the cafeteria. Okay, you're at Queen's Medical Center, yeah? Yes. Go outside of Queen's Medical Center, you'll find a big public and employee uh, calf where you can pick up food and things like that. Maybe in there. So he said, okay, he can check. So we hung up. Maybe about 40 minutes later, he called me back and he was just going off, praising the Lord and laughing and everything. And I assume he found the friend. And he did find a friend with a pile of food upon his dish. Not upon the tray, I mean upon the plate, but upon the tray. And the tray is pretty big, you know? And he ate all that food, and his friend just stayed there, watched, cried, and laughed, and smiled. So, the friend did exactly what I have explained to him. Go home throughout the night and pray fully for this. All things are possible with with the Spirit of God. Yeah. So Akua next when he heard this thing, he make it possible. He said all things are possible with him. But my friend he was very, very thankful. He just cried and everything, you know. And he started to dig inside his pockets and his wallet and everything. And I looked at him and he told me, I'll give you something. No, I get a lot of that already. I just go home, be happy, thank Akua, and just keep up with your prayers from now on. So, this is one story back in 2009. In 2016, he came to see me. He called me and he came to see me. And he didn't know that he had pneumonia, double pneumonia. So I told him, you go to the doctor right now. And he goes, check. And he looks at me. What do I have? 
let the doctor tell you. So he went. Then he called me and he told me, wow, you know, I didn't know I had pneumonia. Yeah, we all don't know. We just feel a little dizzy, a little, you know, shut up, rat. But, you know, that's why we have doctors. We have to work with the doctors also, not just ourselves and the spirit, yeah. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand, so the spirit tells us, send them to the doctor. Oh, okay. Then you find the results. Whatever the spirit do you do, it's true. So yeah. The spiritual connection and knowing, you know, having that yes, balance yes. between using <coughs> traditional medicine and also knowing the right time and place for yeah. the Western um, medicine and yes. using the advice of doctors. Yes. I mean, if you say the doctor not going to do anything and cannot do anything, that means you're not clean, yeah? You're judging upon these things wrongfully about this individual, yeah? And that's what a lot of people didn't understand. <coughs> Why should I forgive? Because you just said, they cannot do nothing. Who is your fate? And that's what you gotta look at, yeah? You cannot just judge an individual right off the back. Even though if your thoughts think that you're <clears throat> better than them, eh? you know? Actually, that's what it happens, yeah? It happens that you're thinking that way. You get a better answer than they, uh, they have. So when you think like that, what is it that you gotta forgive? That pride inside of you, mm. that puts you up there, you know? So somebody gotta push you off the horse to bring you back down to earth. And this is what they look at people. Anyway, going back to this friend of mine, for two days I didn't see him uh, fourth day, he came to see me. Three days, I didn't see him. And he sit down and he look at me. <coughs> and he said, I want to learn how to pray. And I look at him and I laugh. Tell me, you know, prayer is just something of a communication with the spirit. So if you say it from your heart, whatever you want to, commit or say to the spirit, you say it. First you cleanse yourself, then you commune with the spirit, then you just have endurance and wait for that answer. So when the answer come and you waited that long without grumbling or getting excited or why it's not coming. When you wait that long, then you want kupuna. All our kupunas, you just sit in a corner or sit on a area and wait till the answer come. So you the answer to all these kind of things. We have to thank God, yeah. We have to thank Akua. We cannot say, oh, it's a miracle and everything and walk away from there. We have to thank Akua. 
I'm gonna wait ten kakua. The answer is because you waited for him to give you the answer. He never gone ahead like the man on the horse. Yeah? And that's how I started. Looking at that, I get I got so amazed when I went to Europe, travel all over in Europe. And through, you know, through the mouth, people knew me. Through the rumors was going on and everything. I walk in a restaurant and I sit down. Everybody stand up and bow towards me. And I'm wondering, I never meet these people. And then one of the people from Switzerland come up to me and say, you're the Hawaiian man came from Hawaii. Yeah, I think so. If I'm a Hawaiian, I'll come from Hawaii. We heard so much about you and the things that you do. Oh, okay. So I didn't answer, I didn't ask where or from who, yeah? <coughs> so this woman told me, if you don't mind, I would like to invite you to my home. There's many people wants to have questions to ask. So I went to her home. And she was one of the, uh, you know, the foreign massage uh, teacher, yeah? Trying to teach people like that. So there were so many people there asking about different disease, illness, sickness, you know, all these kind of things. And I look at the individual and I told them, how good is your way of thinking? That's what creates the disease and all the sickness. If you're angry, if you're excited, if you're, you know, look at it. And at times you wanna feel this thing. Am I correct? What I'm thinking about? And that's how the disease and illness and sickness starts. Look at it. That's why we hold what we call ho'oponopono. Yeah. Not for only oneself, but for the rest of the family. So that generation won't be hurt through the illness or through different things what people say here. Yeah. Get off your horse at times. No stay on there. You get a nice car, get off the car. And just sit back and just look around. That's all you need. Our admiration that we look upon our things is our pride. So we have to stop that. Like so look Look on the amazing grace that the Lord gave you, what you witnessed that people come together, yeah? And that's how I, I think. That's very important, you know. <coughs> um, like they say, that pride comes before the fall. You know, we gotta... Amen, and you cannot do anything, you know? You wanna tell everybody what, how, and you wanna do it. Never work. 
Cannot work. So take us back to um, when you was five years old, you know, and growing up and what it was like learning back then as opposed to how people is learning these days, you know, because I know um, these days in, what is this, 2017 now, you know, people really, learning yeah? different than yeah. when you was growing up. We had to just sit down at the age of five. All we can do to be inside the present, to be quiet, sit down, watch, and listen what they're doing. And that's the way all children learn, yeah, on the upcoming. So we got to be careful what we do and say, yeah. We're not going outside and cuss the heck up from somebody else, yeah. So this is how I've learned. My father always correct me, my tutus always correct me, you know. Not always by language or by speaking. Sometimes we get the, the rod for something, yeah. Also from the rod. We so park geeky, so hot it and everything, you know. So they make us stand up one leg in a corner with two buckets in your hand with water. And you stay there for hours and hours and hours. So that's with two buckets, you holding what, water buckets? Water buckets. And you're balancing on one leg? balancing on one leg. So that was the punishment for it? For that was the punishment. That's a good one. Yeah. You eat, yeah. They let you eat. They don't stop you from eating dinner or anything. They tell you. When you get through eating, you look at the rest, then you read the bucket waters, and you know what for it. <laughs> You're out of turn, yeah. So this is the, the things, yeah, the way they teach us. But sometimes we desire, our desires show us different things by other people, yeah what they do, how they do it, but we kind of get, uh, we grasp that from them because we don't see our parents doing it. This is the area where what is right and what is wrong for a child to do as he grow up. Would you do the things that your neighbor were doing, stealing, fighting, but would you do the things that your parents is doing? And this is the way we have to learn also. So being a good parent is very important than very, I, you know, raising important. the children the way yes. that they talk to their kids, the language yes, they yes, use. Yes, yes, yes. What could be some good tips for our <coughs> parents out there, you know, because some, the parents these days, we all... People's busy, you know what I mean? They don't want too much time for as much time as we had probably before, you know, where the families Yeah. Was don't bring home what the don't bring home what your job is teaching you. Whenever you bring home that job, then you control in the way of the company. Upon the children, upon your wives, upon your families like that. Don't do that. Leave the job alone. 
you work working time. You're not working, not working time. So that's the thing. Now, when I had to move up to the farm in the ages of seven, going up to seven to 13, I had to do all the things that the farmer does. So my grandmother watching me and my grandfather and my granduncle watching me. That's not the way, do it this way, do it that way. So this is when my amazing areas came inside to witness. I watched them how they plant the seed and I watched their seeds how it's developed. And I look at my seed, it's, con it's very different from the <laughs> seed. <laughs> the plant, I gotta put more water, I gotta put more dirt, or I gotta put more, you know, manure from the cow or the chicken or the pig. It doesn't work. Then my, my tutu tell me, my, me a pulley? And I look at it and I say, here we go again. We're going back to the pulley again. So my attitude during that time, when I said that, I really didn't understand what is the, the love of God, yeah? or the love of Akua. When you pulley, he loved you, yeah? Because you ask him and you recognizing him and you honoring him. So he give you a feelings where you're okay, yeah? So I start pulling and a day later I see my plant growing greater and much better than their plants. And I'm over there like, wow! So amazed to see things true, pulley, yeah. So that relationship with Akua and the Aina, that communication, yeah, in the pulley. So when you have those communication, it's it, yeah. Trust in the Lord, yeah. Nothing is impossible, he said. All things are possible. If Akua is for you, who can be against you? Yeah. And that's where I live. And I know you told me the story um, previously of how, you know, a lot of people deal with pests. You know, yeah, as far as yeah, in, yeah, during their farming, yeah. they always complain about having pests. You know, I know your grandma did some stuff. Oh, yeah. Get out there and pull all the weeds. <laughs> so I had to pull a weed throughout the night and all <laughs> for my punishment. Not watering the plant, not feeding the animals, not doing this. See, all these things. I just left it alone and went down to the beach. And she used to have an area specific for her, her, her past and areas that her past could enjoy. Yeah, yeah. She would come out early in the morning and she would weigh, yeah? Go here. 
and you see all these plants just turn, lift themselves up, up straight, turn, torture, and start shaking, weaving themselves like this, so like this. Just tell me, you see that? See what? What we cannot see, they can see, because they've been with the spirit for a long time, yeah? <coughs> so, when I got up to the age of 15, I did the same thing with my cousin. Did you see that? See what? <laughs> did you see that plant shaking like that? Ah, you must be dreamy. My cousin tell me, but you know, that's when I realized you have to believe in the plants, you have to love the plants in order for the plants and the spirit to work together within you to help those people who you're going to give the plant to. Yeah. So that connection to Aina as a La'au Lapa'au person is very important that love for the plants that love yeah. for or that just that connection love for the people love for Akua speak to Akua always don't be uh, quiet by yourself with all this emotion building up you know when you're on a side trying to think how you're going to do this plan or making up on plan it won't work but if you're paying attention to Akua the plan, success, yeah. And that's what I see. I touch the person, and the person looks at me. Then I move away, and I walk away, and the person asks, how did you do that? Did what? <laughs> I don't know, what did you do? You just touched me, and I, I felt wonderful and fine. Like, I'm not sick. No, you're not sick. Because your mind changed to positive through the spirit, yeah. That positive feeling of being pampered like a little child. So you became, yeah. You heal yourself because you believe in that spirit. Yeah, we're not the one that heal you. The spirit that helps us is also inside of you. So when you believe in that spirit, in your manifestation of the fully, you ended up healing yourself. The spirit come down to you. So you look at it that way, <coughs> or whether you look at it that the spirit gave you grace here to remove that sickness that you have. Sickness is caused by a way of changing our minds. That's how sickness is caused, yeah. Illness is the same area, but illness is the, the beginning of that sickness. You decide to do these things on your own. You decide to add these things with no one but yourself. You're not trusting in Akua. 
then the disease come when your plan doesn't work. So people is making themselves sick in some signs. Hey man, I don't like listening to you. You know, they tell a doctor, yeah? Or they walk away telling the doctor, yes, but they don't listen. So that's your plan, yeah? Your plan fall when you don't do that. Just like how you helped this woman yesterday. That, that plan was a plan of blessings, yeah? You, the woman, and whoever was witnessing. That's what that plan was about. That's why I came out to work that way in informational. For her to understand that was the main thing, yeah? So that's what people have to look at. If you don't understand, sit down and pray and wait for the answer. Sit down, fully, fully. And everybody will call me later on and ask me, what kind of prayer I gotta say? Our Father Richard in heaven, they call Mako Makua, yeah? And they go, oh, I thought there was a, you know, I don't know. You say it from your heart. Whatever you wanna say, you say it from your heart. Don't take somebody else's prayer, that's for them. You say it for you, yeah? So everyone got to have their own unique way of connecting and their own prayers. Amen. Comfortable, yeah? Be comfortable when you ask someone. Don't be all nervous and everything. That thing wouldn't work, that plan. Yeah? Amen? Amen. And this Holy is lay. the thing that when I sit down with the Kupuna conference here and there, I always share that. You know, even the kupunas, sometimes you gotta sit down with them and share things that they know before. How come you're not doing this, kupuna? That's my my grandson's way of talking. Who are you talking to? Talking to you. Oh, because I wasn't ready yet. They don't give me you. Oh, grandpa. You told me always be ready. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's all I can say, yeah. But relationship. First is the family and then Akua. That's what you have to look at. So when you go to Akua, you take your family to Akua. And you have that relationship personal relationship or intimate relationship, yeah? When you go see other churches like that or other people, uh, worships like that, remember what comes first, the relationship of them. And then what you went there for. So people who go face individuals, sometimes they... They go do their to judge yeah. to um, individualistic where they go to church maybe by themselves and they leave their family at home. Yes, yes, you gotta take your family because he say yeah, in the book of John, you are called to be a witness. That's what he called John for yeah, John the Baptist. 
What if your family no like go to somebody and be the witness to some of these things? You pray for them and you take that prayer with you too. And that's the part that many people, they forget, yeah. How is your relationship with your children and your wife? How, how can you tell them that when you don't really look at what you want to do with them or how you want to do things with them? So these are your relationships. So you have to watch how you speak to them and what you do in the front of them. Yeah? So you have to look at that. And when you make the mistake, don't blame yourself and walk away. Just go and pray and handle that. Yeah? Ho'oponopono. You handle that. Forgive that. Forgive yourself. That's the most thing you have to do. Everybody say, well, I forgive you. But inside they're so angry because they're not forgiving themselves, yeah. And that's the problem. Many people call me. I just had on call from uh, Kona. Way on the opposite side of Kona. And the woman say, I have a question. I know everybody who called me have questions. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. You remember me, so-and-so? Never mind the remember. Talk about the question. So they talk about the question, because my time is so short on top of the telephone, yeah? One day, I can talk for nine hours on the telephone by people calling me. So I tell them, go straight to the issue. And when they go straight to the issue, and I tell them, then I ask them, if you don't remember or you can't do it, come see me. And where are you, Uncle? I'm in Oahu. Oh, I'm calling from Kona. Well, you make the choice. If you believe, you will come. And when you come, you believe, can take you back, okay? Bono, everything. See, that's the thing here with us. We like see first to believe yeah? the miracle. But we don't believe and trust the spirit and the spirit that puts the first the person in front of you. Like Jesus was put in front of all of them, yeah. And he told them the truth. They still don't believe him, yeah. The Pharisees especially. Those ministers of the churches who who minister under the book of Moses, yeah. And this is the part that, you know, Aku is talking about. You can do anything. Call upon my name. And I'll teach you, show you, yeah? But even sometimes, you know, us too, even those who speak in about this truth and everything, sometimes we forget, yeah? We come home, we're so tired, worn out and everything. So we won't know the next word come out of our mouth, if it's going to be good or not good, yeah? And that's what we have to watch out for. <coughs> Stay on the watch, yeah? You are the witness, so you are the watchman. 
stay on there. So a lot of the kupunas, a lot of the practitioners uh, in the past, there was all that importance of that spiritual connection then from it, your Well, experience. each one of us, we have a different connection or we have a different calling then, each one of us. We call to handle one gift that is so important. In the book of... Uh, First Corinthians talks about those things in 14 chapter and 15 chapter, yeah. The gift of healing, the gift of tongue, the gift of words, the gift of ministry, yeah. <coughs> so when you look at all the things that we have to counselor people, it's the gift of ministry. We have to tell them what what you know, a course for us. And when we did that, it went come up, you know, positive. So that's what many of them are here for. They're here because that feeling that we have, the amazing part of all this, is not by the plants and it's not by the hand, but it's by the belief of a See that part? So a lot of people, they try to make all kinds of remedy, doctors, you know, pharmaceuticals and everything. Tell me what work. <laughs> yeah, you got to believe in in yeah. the medicine. You got to believe in the plants. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Even you got to believe in the doctors. You got to believe in the practitioners. Yes. Yes. He said you got to work together. Love one another. Love your neighbor as you love yourself, yeah? And the greatest one of them all is to love him with your heart, mind, and soul, with all your might, yeah? And this is what came to call all of us, gather us to come. So the whole thing is about looking at the gift that he has in store for you, yeah? A lot of people so busy and they're trying to make it and they don't know really how to make it. That's because they reject the gift and the calling. So how can people reconnect to that gift and reconnect to that calling? Pule. <laughs> Take away the pride. Take away the pride. Yeah. If I see you making more money, I will try to make more than you. Yeah. That's what really knocking everybody down. Yeah. Or at times when you you make so much bills and things like that, you have to realize these things, you know. Give thanks. It give you something that you can go through that you you have to look at, yeah. So you gotta give thanks, people. They are amazed and everything, and they, you know, they don't know how thankful they gotta give to God, to Akua. As long as you bless Him, yeah, and that's the giving of thanks to Him, then He bless you. Yeah, I can walk in the night down this street. The first day I come sit on this street and I look at this street. 
I developed my hearing. I developed my senses, all my senses on me. I developed my senses on my toes, body, and everything. And I walked down the street without any light. And I closed my eyes. And I can reach the other side. You see, walking by faith and not by sight, you can do that. But people never try, yeah? Why? Because they don't believe. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <coughs> so that's the thing that many of us forget. Yeah? If you thank Him, your belief becomes more strengthened. Yeah? Because you never thank Him for nothing. Yeah? You didn't believe what He did for you, so you didn't thank Him. Then He strengthened your belief. Yeah, and this is where our kupunas today. Sometimes when you talk and you see they get a sort of like a worrying looks or angry looks, that's because they didn't want to be reminded of these things. And that's the truth. When you sit down with them and you talk to them and you tell them about the things they know, they get very angry. You know why? They don't maintain the gift. Mm. Maintaining. Yes, you gotta maintain this. Yeah? I think that's one of the goals, you know, we set is just to us. maintain balance, <laughs> maintain the sense yes. of pono. Yes, that's what the whole thing is about. You gotta maintain Pono. Yeah. And personally, how how you do that in your life? I know you, you know, talking on the phone for nine hours, seeing a lot continue, of people every Continue to do this work. Continue from the beginning. What did you do? I'm telling you the story of my beginning. I'm still doing that until now. When I see my grandsons, my children, everybody, and I'm thinking of myself. You know, boy, I was just like you before. <laughs> but I had to turn my face. And look at him, not look down on the ground, you know. So that's the thing that I'm saying. When you go into manifestation, that means continue these things. Yeah. So it's continuing to maintain. You got to continue your gifts. You, you got to continue, continue your passions. No say no to someone when they ask and they don't have money. Help them. That's when your gift comes much stronger. Say something that you believe. That they say something to them. So they know this thing. And they're going to ask you, Kupuna, what you just said, how you know this? I went through the experience. Pololei. Yeah? Yeah. And that's what it's, I'm talking about. Don't say what the book will tell you. Say what you believe that should be said to help this individual and how you're helping them. You're manifesting these things for them. And I know in a previous conversation we talked about the importance of going through these issues so we know how far help people through these issues. Like for myself, going through 
pain, back pain. You know, now I know a little bit better how to deal with people who come to us for back pain. Enter, yeah. You know, having my stomach at one point, having that feeling of my stomach, um, having that opuhuli feeling, you know, where I couldn't lift up and it was all cramped up. Mm. Now we know how mm. people feel. Yes, yeah. You know, so going through these you experiences. Through all this, yeah. So Akua say in his book, by chastising you, that's the experience you gotta go through to see. Would you fail the test? Yeah, and that's the thing that we have to understand. So can you give us any examples that you went through that would help you like, you know, you went through this issue and later on you was able to help someone overcome yeah. that issue? I was one great person with stomach chronic fatigues. My lung, my liver, every part inside of my body, cardiovascular, chronic fatigues. That's what I went through. And I went through that in the age of five. I couldn't gesture fun going out to play or anything or playing with somebody. But I could gesture what my tutu and my father was talking about. That made me soothe, soothing and everything, you know. And that's the part that I went through my experience. So what I had to do, I had to lie down still. This my tutu and tell me, put your hand on yourself and bless yourself. This is what my father and tell me. You know everything and you move around. So I had to find out what they're talking about. So I put my hand on myself and I pull it and I feel my parts under my hand moving. And that was the first area I went look of Opuhuli or Opumai. Opumai, when she moved back and forth, Opuhuli, when she come back into order, realignment there. So I know we had that one, um, <coughs> you know, that issue where one of my good friends, his cousins, uh, Baby, yes, just recently yes, yes, when, yes, 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 yes. Uh, call you out for assist on that situation. Um, and good news today, he's yes. uh, they're doing very well. The wife I just, know. I just talked to, um, and that's the benefit. Yeah, you, you, you're thankful because he showed you, he told you what to do, he showed you, and now you witness that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. That's what we live on. Because they went to the hospital a few nights in a row, you know what I mean? Because yes, the baby was going, going through some issues. What was, um, what was going on with that baby? She was really dried up inside her body system. Wasn't enough moisture inside there to have her to move her poop. So she was kind of backed up in some sense. Yeah. And when you have the back down, it goes back up into into the stomach, 
that from the stomach, all that bacteria that builds up in the stomach move up to the pancreas. And from the pancreas, it moves up to the liver. So what, what, what did you have to um, do and teach the mom for help? I just told her, put your hand on top here. And she put her hand and I told her, what organ is there? What intestines and all that. And I told her, you just leave your hand there while I'm talking to you. And she turned around, she looked at me. Wow. And I looked at her, I know what wow was. I told her, you felt that move? Yeah, I felt this, like one whole lump just move right under my, my hands. That's the food. What? That's the food because when you hold the baby one one way too long, the food curdle, and the food gets swollen, and the food cannot go through the passage of the intestine. She looked at me, she told me, oh, wait a minute, tell me this all over again. <laughs> I have to, I have to know this. But yeah, you gonna know this, I gonna teach you how to do it so you don't have to come all the way from Haleiwa side over here. And then she looked at me and she told me, thank you so much. Then after when she got through, I tell her the result of this, before he get through, you're going to see the smile, you're going to see him shaking around, wants to play and all these kind of things. And the baby's so tiny, yeah? Like this, the baby one. So after we got through with the child, we checked the legs, the legs were straight. We checked the arms, the arms were straight. Check everything, everything was okay. Then I told her, okay, you can go. Then she looked down, she noticed the baby was smiling and giggling and, you know. And she, husband looked at me to me, wow, uncle. First time I see this guy. That yeah, and this is my passion that God gave me. To help, because I watch all these kind of things. And you know, before this, before that, when it takes place in my life, I wanted to be a beast doctor, they call that. One, you know, uh, one vegetarian, uh, veterinarian. Veterinarian, oh, with the, with the animals and with stuff. With the horse and all that. I was doing that before when you do all this with the people. Yeah, so my sister-in-law is doing right now. She's in yeah. vet school becoming a veterinarian doctor. Sometimes the officer look at me like this and then, you know, I can understand what he's, what he's going through, through his eyes, yeah? And I walk over there and I put my hand underneath by his stomach like that, by his navel, and I just feel that. So I hold my hand like that for a while, then I tell the other person, you stay on this side, going on the other side. You put your hand against this house like that, you know? Then the, I walk away, then the horses follow me all the way. And then they ask, oh, look at this horse following you. That's because it's thankful. That's why they follow like that. The dog, same thing. The pig, same thing. The parrot, same thing. The, all the different animals are the same thing. Then something came into me and then went tell me, look at the people. Because I didn't like people, yeah? but I love animals. So when I look at the people and look very clearly, they look so sickly. 
more worse than the animal, you know? <coughs> That's when I made up my mind. Okay, I go try the people. So that was one of the experiences in life where you thought that, you know, this was your your calling. passion, this was your calling to yeah. do the work. Was there any other instances in your life that you felt was your calling to do this kind of work, to perpetuate this spiritual healing, this sense of la'au, lomi, palikiki? I had a... That area of that, you know... I was angry with my dad because my dad showed me mostly every herbs and information you cannot read on book. No more ending this way, you know? But he showed me every herbs and he died of in the year, in as old as 57 years old. He died. Died from what? Misconception uh, of the the kidney. So like some kind of kidney. That one hurt me. I said, you of all person who taught me all these things and you walk out for me. I did that right inside the hospital, St. Francis Hospital. I told him, I had to drive my car from New Valley, my truck from New Valley, all the way to St. Francis Hospital. I just got home from work. I was working with the Opala people here inside uh, Sinan County. I was one of the drivers for pickup rubbish like that. So I just got home from work. Then the call came. You wanted up in the hospital. Then zoom, I went see the face, my dad. So I went. And I went through every traffic light you can think of. <laughs> I went right through that. And not one police officer ever came upon me. You know? And I never had difficult of waiting or trying to get around people like that. It was straight right there. I went upstairs, my oldest brother came up to me and he grabbed me one time and he would hold me because he knew what, you know, in a way what I was going to do, yeah when I get so angry. So then right there, my sister, my oldest sister next to him, and the third oldest of the two oldest was with me. So the third, uh, so my second, my sister was the second oldest, she told me. He died already. What? None of them could hold me. My hand went right to the elevator, you know. And that time I was really heavy, yeah? But that's what, that's what I went through. I was so disappointed with my dad. I was so disappointed with Akua that when, you know, that what happened to my dad, I was so disappointed with my family because they knew he was sick, yeah? But they never take care, yeah? I moved out with my first wife to New Valley. And then my father-in-law was also ill. So I helped him every time. That's why we moved out there, yeah? And then he couldn't get work, so he couldn't pay for the mortgage and all that. So my first wife started to pay for all these things like that. But that's the area where I, 
I really, you know, look at how could he do this to me, teach me all these things and leave me like that. That's how I thought. And I was very, you know, remorseful inside that area. But so things, you know. But when uh, the greatest thing about that was this, the half came to me when you're in pass. He wasn't past yet. That means he wasn't moving or breathing. He held in some way, in a Hawaiian way, they transferred the gift over through the heart of love. Yeah, They transferred over to the person that they love. So I was holding his head like this, and this warm spirit came up and right up on me like that and went down. That's when I knew and I forgave him right there and then. That's when I knew that he here and passed. At least I had the chance to be with him for that moment, yeah. And then after in the heart came upon me, his breath, the last dying breath came upon me. Then I got very satisfied of what he taught me, thankful and all these kind of things. So that's the two part inside that area was one is the anger and of that leaving and the other one was before, now before he left, he gave me this gift yeah, of his and that's the ha. So the ha is one gift that people don't understand that. It's not just one blowing the the breath upon the person. It's a it's a gift that you're gonna use or anytime when you have nothing else to use, you use that in that area. So maybe that's why I talk so much on top of the pulpit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I gotta look at myself, yeah. Enough, enough. Yeah, gee, my mom all like stop. Very insane, stop. <laughs> but that's the things, yeah. We gotta understand the whole ponopono. If we don't understand the whole ponopono, my experience is my two wives, yeah? And then my wife now. How can you not work a relationship outright and right foot way? That's what you gotta look at. Everybody that I that I see and meet, this is black curtain hanging on them, yeah. And I walk up to them and I ask them, "You need somebody to talk to, or you need help in anything like that?" And some of them very cocky, yeah. like what? No bother me. <laughs> I tell them, brother, I'm not bothering you. Something show me that you need help. Oh, really? Oh, you think you know what it is? I don't know until I hear your story. So they tell me the story then. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, huh? Then I know, then I help them and they look at me, Uncle, let's go eat some place. You know, they, they change, the attitude just change over, yeah? 
But that's the things we had. We have to. Nobody can say I never go through an experience to know the better of my life. You have to go through an experience, an experience that going. If you not can hear, maybe you can see and do. Yeah, while you. Like your plan, if you make your plan this way and your plan will work out, that's your experience. You're not listening, yeah? That's the first thing the Spirit talks about. Sit down and wait to the, give you the word. Mm -hmm. And then you go in, yeah? Just like all parents, watch out there where you go. Yeah? You end up inside someplace else where you don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> So, you know, that's the things that we got to look at, yeah? So I know on this Leo Kupa podcast, again, with Kupuna Kaipo Kanealkua, a lot of practitioners, you know, they... Um, what would be the characteristics or practices of these practitioners or people who are interested in La'au, in Lomi, in the different healing practices? You know, what would be some of those characteristics or practices that would be considered to help them be excellent practitioners? You know, what characteristics do we need to... Really, there's a whole difference, a lot. At times, humbleness really cannot open a person. So you have to come, not with anger, but with murmur, yeah? You have to come with that, with them. To them, letting them, do you realize what you're talking about? And they look at you and then they're going to be kind of like on an offensive line, yeah? Then you have to tell them what, what you're really looking at. Did you know that you just told me that you can do these things? Oh, did I? You know, many of them, they say that, yeah? So, then you ask them. You know, you should look at this thing. Be aware or be mindful to who, you, what you're saying and who you're talking to. Be like that. Because there's no person you can just walk up to and be humble. And, you know, do all your hocus pocus and all that. You know? Because they all have an issue. And the issue is about not designing or is about the plan work destructive yeah the plan never worked so everybody get that issue in there yeah what are you trying to tell me you trying to tell me what to do <laughs> you know and that's the things that you have to really look at because there's no more this kind of thing oh you know uh I, so and so, you know, you just do this, do that, and then, you know, that's okay. That's a lie. Because that's not okay right there. You're trying to con the person. You're not directing the person. Yeah? And that's, that's what I'm saying. In the feelings of, of one person, even in the pastor, the pastor really got to examine the scriptures, what he says before he talks to you and share that word that he have. So 
we really have to look at all the stories yeah and try not to believe that they're bad people so for the future practitioners it's like not judging people yes no judge them being humble but also knowing when to be stern and put people in their place in some sense you know what I mean sometimes you gotta let them know that they're doing the wrong thing yeah and at times I tell them you come over here oh okay uncle what you sit down over there then you sit down and I look around and I see everything fit then this other individual asked me oh can I go on the other side over there sit down no you just stay right, you're good by the way you are. Oh, come here, the chance. Because there's so many things that you need to know about the setting of things. <clears throat> the plan is a spiritual plan, what I just did. Our plan is a physical plan. It doesn't fit. So that's what you got to understand. You gotta look what is the spiritual plan and what is the physical plan. Yeah? So physical plan is a self plan, yeah. And spiritual plan is the the spirit, yeah. The spirit can see more than us if the spirit go way up there, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we only can see like this, yeah. Yeah. Our <laughs> level of eye. We can look up. Oh, what's behind there? Oh, I don't know. So you're going to judge them right there. Yeah. But that's the thing. I live through, I live through all these, you know, reminders, the stories. I live through all these things and I look at it and I always correct the areas where I need to correct that. You know? If you're... You got mail, sounds like. You're like this, no more shirt and everything. What do you know? The individual hot, that's why you're stripped down like that. <laughs> What's going on with you? You don't need to harass a person. Yeah? So you have to tell them, I have a different temperature and I'm hot. So, thank you. Well, they don't say one word, they walk around you, they walk all over the place, they don't come back and say one other word, yeah? Because they were, they were told and they were sh- shared with of these things that they should know also about. You either gonna jump in a shower, cold shower, or you either gonna take off your clothes, yeah, if you get fever. So fever. If you have a fever, and a person you're out here like this, put them in a in a sun, and then take off the top of them. And let the, what you're doing is, you're letting the hot and the cold weather coming together, integrate and it disappears, the fever. So sometimes the sun and the heat is good for it. It is always good. You got to know how to integrate that. So again, the balance, that pono balance yes, between yes, the hot yes, and yes, the cold. Yes, yes. So when you like water, you look up on a mountain, one side of the mountain, the heat coming up, the other side, the cold coming up. So when they integrate, it washes, yeah? Get moisture. 
So that's what you really have to look at. That's why a lot of my children, sometimes they're really, really shopping or things like that, and they don't feel too good, they tell me, so I tell them, sit down over here, take off your shirt. So I take off the shirt and everything. And then I just wait. Then all of a sudden they feel this sweat coming out of them. That's when that mountain then integrated. So after when the sweat goes away, they're fine. It's fine. Come on, Dad, let's go. What are we do over here? Oh, you okay? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's go. So it's the same, same thing, like your hand and the body of a person. You develop that when you put your hand on top of them for a long while, then the rain starts. And you feel the perspiration inside. Mm -hmm. First thing you know, you sit down a little while, they're fine. You see that part? <coughs> Talk to us about the um, the assessment, you know, the assessment of you can I remember you telling me you can even tell by the people's breath, you know. <sighs> to see the yeah. sickness in people. What else types of um the assessment, assessment can we use when we see people for a lot of the practitioners out there? What that's, kind of things we got to be looking for? That's just what I was telling you about that grayness or darkness hanging over you. Everybody, when they're sick, they look sick. Yeah? So your part is to you know, diagnose that in a way that you feel it is what's taking place with them. Mm -hmm. So when you go up to them, see, they come in my home, I shut the door and shut the windows and everything. Then I just sit down and tell me a story about yourself. They tell me a story and everything. <coughs> Your home, you know the smell. When someone come inside there and you close everything, you pick up their smell. Then through the smell, if the smell is very, very intense, then you know how bad the sickness is. Yeah? So that's what you're looking at. When you get diarrhea, oh, unbearable, yeah? So you know the runs is caused by different Food change, or by not emptying the colon, you cleansing themselves out. Yeah, so whole ponopono also are done inside the hama. Oh my my, that's what it follows the whole ponopono. Cleanse the inside also. So that's what the changes are, and that's what the assessments becomes like. So, when the eyes are red and everything, they're either smoking something or they're drinking something, yeah? So, this part harms the sight of the person. Like, uh, gastroenteritis reflux, yeah? When you get gastroenteritis reflux, your eyeballs come pink. 
when you have uh, yellow genders, your eyeball come yellow. Parrots get yellow. When you touch them like this, and you see that pink on top of them, that tells you in what area it have traveled already that sickness. It doesn't give you a very firm name of the sickness, but in Hawaiian, you have to go through the training of the olelo of the sickness, and once you know the the little of the sickness then you know definitely what kind of sickness is this cancerous cancerous you can tell right off the back cancerous uh, usually in the cancer section this is what the doctor does they dry out all the um, the moisture that's around the cancer so the cancer don't move around or don't try to go any deeper as you dry that up it's just like um, you taking away the thirst from them and that's how it dies like that so the cancer shows a different type of pain inside there so when they give you chemotherapy, the radiation therapy is to dry up that spot. And that's the only way you can kill the cancer. If you dry up that spot, then the root cannot travel anymore. No more water yeah? related to our trees and our plants like that. So the uhalo, when you give them the uhalo, it dries up the area. So the uhalo can be used to dry out areas to prevent from cancer prevent from cancer. How about respiratory also with the uhalo? Also. Okay. Since we're talking about lao, you know, yeah. off the off the cusp, you know, what is um maybe like three lao that's kinda of been on your mind recently? You had any laos that kinda of been on your mind or been in conversations recently? You know what is the mountain apple? Mm-hmm. The ohia ai. Yeah. Ai ai. Yeah. There's one ai 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 and hui the green, white, and the red. There's a tree right there. The green is what we use for the cancer. It dries up the, uh, what do you call, systems here. And the white, we use that for uh, deep types of disease like vagina disease or colon disease, things like that. We use that white. And then on the red, we use that for the surface of illness to bring the surface, bring that illness down. So the actual fruit, the actual fruit of the OGI. Yeah. Or you can use two for the first top six leaves the first the small one on the top or what you call that uh, a little but like that is used for the cancer so these are what made in teas or is it more topical 
Um, it depends, yeah. How they roam around like that. How they got that. That's what you gotta look at. The environment are different from different areas, yeah. So we're talking about the environment, and the environment is the feelings of the season. And then when you talk about the season, the season is when the changes show. So if they're in an environment of wetness, it's possible you're gonna get that or lupus first. Yeah. So usually cancer would come up from the cardiovascular areas because the esophagus are not closing yet. And all the moisture goes down constantly from the uh, what you call the esophagus water yeah, that comes back up and goes down. So with the with the mountain apple and stuff, would we be eating that green mountain apple or would we be sure would give you it would moisture you your body. So we would what internally eat it? Internal, yeah. Internal. So you wouldn't get moisture inside of you and that makes the cancer to dormant, yeah. Okay. We're gonna have to have another um, la'al walk on that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Um, that's why I tell the people, yeah. <coughs> Many people when they call me, they tell me, "Oh, you gonna have one?" Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, what is it all about? Same thing that you and me go through. And they tell me, "What? Oh. Oh, okay, okay." So they call me, yeah. And I explained to them, you never heard this this remedy. And you never heard what's the different use of the remedies. You heard one story from that same remedy. Now you go hear another story from this same remedy. But it's a different things that you have to understand. You're working in the moisture area. Or you're working in the dry area. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at. You're looking at things like that. How do you look at it? Would the sidewalk help you? Oh, you better believe it. Would the road help you? You better believe it. How? Huh? You have any drain trouble on your leg? Yeah. Go there. Sit down. Stretch out your leg. So the heat compact there and then move the ligament back to its normal area. Yeah? If you warm up, everything's fine, yeah? If you cold, everything's not fine because everything move out of joint, yeah? And that's the things. I had to prove all these kind of things. <coughs> when I, I'm selling newspaper on the street, then I get cold. So what I do, I sit down on the hot sidewalk. Well, I take off my shoes and I walk on a, the road. No matter how hot it is, I go through it. Then I come back and I sit down. I feel wonderful. And I find that the earth works just like you and I. We work like the earth. We can develop heat in our hand and our body. 
just like the sun does. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we're not aware of to look at. So what would you do? Okay, move the intestinal tract by putting your hand on top, like that. So then when you turn your hand, the development of moisture happens or the dryness goes away. So you wouldn't only do this in the massage, but you would do this also, then turn, go back. Yeah? But nobody know that. It's a pattern, yeah? They will use the other hand. Yeah. Or go up and go down. Then they have to change. Pull down and then push back. But they don't do it like that, yeah? come this way, and they pull down, yeah? Then they turn like that, and pull this way. Whether to use the other hand and help, you know, that. So if you use one hand while you massaging, you would know it's much greater than using the two hands. Mm. Because this hand that you had it on top, the body used to do this hand. So you keep on using that hand, the hand will put the whole thing in order. But if you change, you took off the blessings. You know what I'm saying? So you used to do this hand, but when you put this hand on top, they gotta get used to. So sometimes you only loan me with one hand then? Yeah. Or only loan me with one hand. When I do the people, I just I just do that. So if you're going on the back like that, yeah, you can either pull back down this way, and push up that way, and then come up, yeah, like that. So I get one hand going on one section, on the back section, I get one hand going down on the leg. And they already turn around and look in the back like that. Wow, that's strange. <laughs> But that feels good to tell me that. Also, you get one hand on the back and one hand on Going the lower. On the lower part. One hand on the higher part and one hand on the lower part. Integrating that two bloodline together. The artery system. If I'm working on the artery system down by the ankle like that, then I would grab the top. The one right below the knee, outside of the knee, yeah? That part. Then I would go up in the grind. And from the grind, I would go up in the center to release that. Then I would go up and then go around, come back down. So that's the thing that a lot of uh, therapists, they really don't know yet. It's kind of thing like that. Before you do a, a therapy on a person, you got to open the bloodline completely. So when the blood, when you do the the therapy, the blood flow equally. Mm, so circulation is important. Yes. And that's what's going to come out, yeah? All the things that wasn't circulating, the blood flow inside there, then it becomes stronger, yeah? And that's the part a lot of my students, they always ask me, how come Uncle, you always doing this, like that? Well, lie down. So 
when they lie down, I put them on them. And they go, wow. Just like we get about 10 hands with you. Yeah. So yeah, really, yeah. But that's what it is about. Because <coughs> you want to open, if you want to open this artery system, or the hormone system, you use your other hand. That's what the other hand is for. While you're working on top of this system, you use the other hand to make it positive, to open the system before that, to come up to help this system open. And they look at me and go, whoa, gee, who hasn't thought like that? I don't know, can help, I came from the ancestors, so, you know. Other people teach you folks this thing, where they didn't really manifest that, yeah. Say that they're that's the part that people have to understand. The herbs is good. You is, that's where the power is. It's in you, the power. The herbs, you have the power. When you ask them, they're going to cuckoo you. They're going to help you. So that's how your power works when you speak to them. Then they're going to come and help you. Because they know you and they're going to trust you. Now, you cannot take the herb and put it on them and expect that to work. It won't work like that. Because you're pulley and you're asking of them for help. Come together. So the spirit makes that work together with integrate of the plant spirit and the spirit of, you know, Kua. So when we're gathering these herbs, when we're asking permission, when we're asking this la'al to be of service, um, is there anything we should keep in mind when gathering la'al for people? You know, if we're going to be of service and get la'al, say we're going to gather uhaloa for someone to help them. Is there any important aspects from our kupuna that we should know? You should know. Because all you are when you're gathering, you're just a server, the servant. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Then when you come back and you put it together, you wash it and all these kind of things, that is not a problem inside there. That's from sanctification and purification, yeah. That's what you're doing. When you apply the herbs, that's his part. You are the servant who put these things in order. And then he comes down and he heals them. That's what you have to understand. Like that. I've been with I've been with uh, healers around the world and said uh, what do you call it place now? Said a country down in New Zealand areas like that, Australia. I met a thousand and thousand of Ida Hila. That's what the word was. Ida. All these people, Ida Hila. And I look at them and tell them, okay. Wait right here. I'll be right back. I'm going to bring somebody. So I go around and I examine the people with my eyes and I look. And I pick the person that I think have a very bad sickness or whatever it is then I asked the person are you waiting for the healer 
Yes, uncle. And how much the hero charging you? Oh, that's what I'm worrying about, uncle. Come, I go come. I'll let you come with me, and I go see what's the problem. Don't worry about the money or anything like that. So they agreed to come, and I take them to the dealer, and I her, sit down. I want you to work on her. I don't stand there and watch. I go do my work and everything. Then I come back. You know, it's been two hours. And a healer doesn't take that long. The person be dead in two hours. So what's going on? You profess that you're the healer. So the person looking, wow, I don't know. You know, maybe it's the environment or something like that. A healer can change the environment. Remember that. Yeah. A healer can make whatever site suitable for the individual. All you have to do is say it, speak to them, and use your humbleness to make everything look. Then I look at the individual and I tell the individual, you get sore in your side, your belly, your stomach? Well, how do you know that, Uncle? Oh, I don't know. I'm asking you. Yes, yes, I have. How long was this? Maybe about two, three months? And they kind of like... So I tell her, you're fine. After I put the shoulder blades, I lift it and put it back in alignment, everything like that. Then I tell her, you're fine. You can go. She stands up and she look at me and she look at the other healer and she tells me, you know, uncle, it only took you less than 10 minutes to do this. Who are you? Oh, I'm nobody. I'm just trying to help people like that. I come from Hawaii. Hawaii, oh, she went around go tell all the other rest of them. And first thing I know, all these people was there trying to find out. But. I go to different places when I, when I hear about I am the healer. When I hear people talk like that, I go just to, just to you know, witness what they do, yeah. And look at that. No judgment, no nothing. But then I tell them, you have to remind yourself, if I have the power to pull your spirit and call your spirit to come out of you. What would happen to you? And they look at me, they tell me, what? Yeah. If our God tell the spirit to come out of you, what happened to you? You wouldn't move at all, yeah. You're dying. So you got to remember something. That God put the spirit in us or he take the spirit out of us. Or he fix up the body or the temple so the spirit get comfortable when they put it in us. So you gotta listen to that and look, who are you? A servant? Hey man, so walk away. And the rest of them, they're all hearing this on the mic, yeah? And I look at them and I raise up my hand and everybody raise up their hand and say, hey man. It seems like they never, nobody told them this, you know, before, yeah? So that's what I look at. I mean, you got to share with them 
the things that what you know you gotta share but you gotta make sure when you share that you gotta make sure that you through the experience or the research of that that's why I always tell all my students do the research and do an experiment and you look at me how are we gonna do that you ask yourself that yeah when you want to take the candy off from the store over there you're gonna plan something yeah so what are you doing researching it so when you want to because you know it tastes good and everything what else are you gonna do you can open the wrapper and eat them yeah so experiment yeah that's what you gotta understand that's why you have research you gotta do research if, if you feel that you're so cold and you're sitting down over here and you're having some kind of disease that nobody can stop the cold, the sun can, all you do, you sit down here, you take off your top shirt, then you take off your shoes, you walk on a hot tomate and all that. Then when the heatness come together like that, they go right into the main base and that's your pancreas and the pancreas won't be able to move. So that's all you need to look at inside there. So when you, <coughs> when you loan me the person, develop the heat inside of your arm and your body because the heat is very, very, very important. When you warm the child down, the child, or when you warm the women or warm the, per the person down, become very lanky, relaxed. Mm. Then you can put the, the different uh, sections back together yeah, mm. the right way. Yeah. So the heat is very important. Yeah. And that's the reason why you put up the heat every day. If no more the sun, you're going to hear more ambulance than anything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah? And this is what People, they ask me, why is so much ambulance and why is all this? Because it's too shady. We don't have the nutrient from the sun or the vitamin C from the sun that's building our tendencies inside of our body system. So we got to know that. Yeah. So any favorite um, Olelonotel for us? For the listeners? Yeah. Puli. Puli. Puli kako. Amen. That's what 100%. me. 100%. Puli. Right on. Okay, any final words for um, everyone out there that they can yeah. take back with their... Love each other. Yeah. And I love you guys. <laughs> Mahalo nui. Well, mahalo nui once again to our guest today, Kupuna Kaipo Kaneakua, for joining us on Leo Kupa. Mahalo to all our listeners. Leo Kupa is produced by myself and Mr. Kavika Brown. If you like this podcast, please share with your ohanas. Subscribe to our mailing list at huimauliola.org where you can find information on huimauliola events, practitioners in your area, and our mauliola merchandise like our Kialo Kamahina Hawaii Moon Calendar. Follow us on social medias, Instagram on and Facebook. Mahalo for the stories and wisdoms today. Kupuna Amen. Kaipo, Kaneakua, Nui Ke Aloha. From 
kupuna kaipo kane akua o ao kamakano ya ha'ilono ola e ki akua mauna loa la ilalo ke kai na aumakua ya kahina kua ya kahina alo kaikina komohana na kupuna mahalo piha e ho mai ka ike kahikaika kamana ke ola mania u kou mania ma kou mania ka kou a ma ma ua no e ho o mano